What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Prophecy, back again. And I know, I know, I've been gone a while, but I'm back with another edition of Suplex Sessions. Now, I have a a nice little episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about this past week's Raw and SmackDown, a little bit about Evolution and Crown Jewel, We're going to be bringing a new segment, Unpopular Opinions. And I'm also going to be returning the 10 count, where I rank the WWE superstars on their performance, based off their performance, you know, promos, matches for the week. I just want to add the 10 count is just my opinion. It's not fact. Your, your top 10 list for the week will probably be way different than my top 10 for the week. All right? So don't get offended. Don't jump down my throat because of my opinion. But without further ado, let's jump right into it. We're going to start off with Raw because I just want to get Raw out the way like ASAP. Raw is... is it's unwatchable right now. I'm not going to say it's 100% unwatchable, but it's like 80 we'll get 80% unwatchable. I'm tired of this Shield versus uh Dogs of War thing. I feel like Seth Rollins should be fighting somebody defending his Intercontinental Championship. Dean Ambrose should be doing so. I don't know. I don't care what they all do. They just need to stop this right now. It's it's too much. <laughs> like, it's too much. It is boring. I'm tired of seeing it. I don't want to say it anymore. It hasn't even been going on that long. But I'm, I'm tired of seeing it already. I feel like we get the same six-man tag every week. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Uh, what else? Oh, Bobby Lashley. I'm I'm liking the addition of Leo Rush being Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece and Bobby Lashley kind of, you know, taking a walk on the heel side because Bobby Lashley as a face was boring. Bobby Lashley as a face was like Apollo Crews, boring. Apollo Crews is great in the ring. We all know he's athletic. But his character's just, it's boring. And that's how I felt about Bobby Lashley as a face. It's, it was boring. Now, that's not to say that this hill turn isn't going to be somewhat boring also. But it's something fresh. I'm feeling it a little bit. Let's see where it goes. Like I said, he has Leo Rush in his corner. So, who knows, man. The sky's the limit at the moment. Uh, Ronda Rousey, man, that promo she cut on the on uh, on the Bellas, I was impressed. I was impressed. I didn't I didn't know Ronda had it in her. You know, I don't know if somebody wrote that. You know, what I mean, the whole promo for her, but I would just like to think that some of that came from Ronda herself. You know, like that was a great promo. It was one of those promos that almost felt real, bro. Like I was sitting on the side, <laughs> I was sitting on the edge of our seat, like, oh 
shit. Like, it got me genuinely hyped. Like, did she really just say that? So, that promo was A1, and I loved every second of it. What I don't love is that the Bellas are anywhere near the title picture. We're not even going to talk about botch mode, all right? We're going to talk about Nikki Bella, because botch mode isn't even in the conversation. Now, I don't understand why they would bring Nikki Bella back and immediately put her in the title picture when there's so many women on the roster, these talents that that can go the distance. You know, you got Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey, Ruby Riot. Um, even Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan has improved in the ring. But you guys go to Nikki Bella. She's not even a draw. Like, she's not a draw. Her name doesn't bring money. Why Nikki Bella? Why? You could have went with anybody. I need some type of logic on why Nikki Bella. All right. Like I said, I'm not feeling it. Hopefully, Ronda goes over. Um, if Nikki Bella, for some reason, wins this match, um, I'm going to be mind blown. I don't think there's any chance Nikki Bella will win this match. But if it happens, I'm going to be mind blown, and I'm not going to understand why. I mean, I think that's WWE logic these days. I feel like we don't understand why they do a lot of things. But this is definitely going to blow my mind. Uh, I believe that's all I have for Raw. Raw was, like I said, it was boring. So we're going to go ahead and move on to SmackDown. Now, this was the 1,000th episode of SmackDown. And I feel like it was episode 721. Why 721? Because it doesn't matter. It's just a random number. And that's how I felt they treated episode 1000 of SmackDown. There was no real huge moments. I I could I can name my top three moments from this SmackDown right off the back of my hand. Evolution. The Becky Lynch and Edge segment and Rey Mysterio's return. That's it. That's it. You brought The Undertaker to the 1000th episode of SmackDown just to say, rest in peace. Like, why? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? You brought Vince McMahon to episode 1000 just to say dance break and they do a dance break I feel like this was not treated as a big episode of Smackdown where was The Rock bro like The Rock should have been there John Cena should have been there 
Like, where where were the big names? Where were the 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 draws? You know, did like I said, this just felt like episode seven hundred and twenty-one of SmackDown. Didn't feel it didn't it didn't feel big. Uh, we had the bar take the the tag team championships away from the new day thanks to the big show. Why did the big show help the bar? Nobody knows. I don't see the logic. I don't maybe they'll explain it next week. But I feel like when they explain it, it's still not gonna make any sense. Overall, the show was decent. It wasn't as bad as Raw was. But I'm just saying, for the thousandth episode of SmackDown, it should have been big. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't nothing above average. At all. Uh, what, what do we see? What do we see? We saw the tag team match with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles versus the Usos, where there was some miscommunication. Daniel Bryan hit AJ. AJ got super kicked. Then Daniel Bryan got super kicked. And they basically, long story short, they lost the match. Basically building tension toward their championship match at Crown Jewel. Um, the Becky Lynch and Edge segment. That was, that was pretty cool. Uh, they're definitely trying to build this heat on Becky Lynch. Because I feel like the level of disrespect <laughs> that she showed Edge was crazy. For her to say, stop being so condescending to the champ and get out of my ring. And then say, be careful not to hurt your neck again going out of the ropes. Bruh. Bruh. How disrespectful do we got to get? Y'all going to learn that we not going to hate Becky Lynch no matter what. She just disrespected my favorite wrestler. For those people who don't know, Edge is my favorite wrestler. All right? And I still love her. No hate in my heart for Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch deserves the position that she's in right now. And there's nothing WWE can do to make us hate her at all. At all. All right. So they, they can do whatever they want is not going to happen. All right. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. No, it's not really a commercial break, but it's a little break. We're going to take a little break. And then we're going to come back in to the action. Stay tuned, people. Hey, guys, this is Conrad Cushman from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And you're checking out the suplex session with the one and only Prophecy. All right, people. Before we jump back into the action, we're going to do the unpopular opinion. Now, don't at me, all right? Don't at me. But the unpopular 
opinion, my unpopular opinion for this week, and it may not be that unpopular, but I know I'm going to get a, a little heat for saying what I'm about to say. Daniel Bryan will never be as great as he was. He will never get the momentum back that he had. All right? He's never going to be as great as he was. As much as most of you want him to be, it's not going to happen. That momentum that he had before he retired is gone. Now, don't get me wrong. I was a huge Daniel Bryan fan. I'm still a Daniel Bryan fan. I'm just not as big as I was before. I was a huge Daniel Bryan fan. I shed one tear, one tear, when he beat Randy Orton, Batista, and Triple H all in the same night. The Miracle on Bourbon Street, all right? I shed one tear, bruh. One tear. That's how big of a fan I was of Daniel Bryan. All right? Now, But now he just... I'm thinking, was I just... Riding the hype? Is Daniel Bryan overrated? I mean, yeah, he's the man in the ring. He can get down with the best of them. But was he overrated? I don't know. But I'm just not as big as a, as a fan as I was before. I'm just not. I don't know if it's the, the WWE, the way he's, he's being booked right now. I don't know what it is, but... I'm just not a fan like I was before. I don't know what the reasoning is. I don't know why my feelings have changed toward Daniel Bryan, but some, something's changed with Daniel Bryan for my feelings to change. And I just feel as though he'll never be as great as he was, ever. It don't matter what they do at this point. He'll never be as great as he was. That's that's my unpopular opinion. Sorry, yes, man. But I'm going to have to say no. 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 All right, people. We are back again. Like I said, don't at me about my unpopular opinion. It's my opinion. All right. That's just the way I feel. Some people may agree with me. Some people may not. They may call me a jabroni. I don't know. But we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little bit about WWE's first all Women's pay-per-view evolution. There's there's a lot of negatives to this show. And I'ma just be very short and to the point. This is revolutionary. This is the first ever all women's pay-per-view. Say it one more time. Let me I'm gonna say it one I'm gonna say it one more time for y'all. 
the first ever all women's pay-per-view. All women. All right. That is revolutionary. Why are you guys not building this event to be memorable? Why are you guys not building this event to be talked about for years and years and years to come? I'm not understanding. You have Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella for the Raw Women's Championship. What? Why? I expressed this earlier in the episode, so I'm not really going to go over that again. You have, and then you have so many talented women being wasted. How are they being wasted, Prophecy? How? You are throwing them all into a women's battle royal. Where the winner gets a a future championship opportunity. Now, you know, that sounds all fine and dandy. But then you think you have all these talented women in that match that would do better off having their own spotlight. Asuka, Ruby Riot, Naomi, um, the whole Riot squad, you know? Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. And then they're bringing back Hall of Famers and Legends. Molly Holly, Ivory, like Michelle McCool. For what? I mean, yeah, it's going to be cool to see those legends in the ring. But what about the other women who are not getting their proper spotlight? The one that disappoints me the most is... Oscar, do you have Ember Moon? Like, why aren't they being showcased correctly? Like, they can. You could have did Oscar, Oscar versus anybody. Oscar versus Naomi. Hill turn. Ember Moon versus Nia Jax. So many great matches are not happening. Why? Why? You got Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, which is going to be a good match because they put on good matches. They're getting the opportunity, even though they already showcased what they could do in the ring together. They are getting the opportunity to showcase their abilities in a singles match. You know, you get what I'm saying? What else do we have? See, and it's crazy that I can't even think of all the matches. Oh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James versus Lita and Trish. Okay, why? Yeah, it's, you know, nostalgia, but... Why? And I feel like a lot of people aren't really hyped for Trish. More people are hyped for Lita than Trish. Me, me personally, I, I'm not going to say I don't care for Trish these days, but 
No. You know, like I feel like I feel like this is like we're supposed to be talking. We're supposed to be talking about this event every week. You know, the whole WWE universe. Oh, I can't wait for Evolution. Yeah, I can't wait to see this match. I can't wait to see this match. Instead, we're all saying, "Why? Why are they doing this? Why? Why don't they have proper matchups? Why don't they have matchups that?" People actually want to see. Like when they announced Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus, who said, who actually said, yay, that's going to be a great match? Nobody. Nobody said that. (laughs) Nobody said that at all. When we got, when they announced Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella, who said, oh, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see that match. Nobody. Nobody, not one person, nobody. When they announced this battle royale for for a future women's championship opportunity, who was actually excited about the battle royale? Nobody. The show is being built up like they don't care. They, they're being it's being built up like it's just another random pay per view that nobody cares about. This is supposed to be big, and I'm I'm honestly disappointed in WWE at the moment. Like when they announced this a couple months back, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool. It's gonna be awesome. This is this is gonna be a platform for the women to showcase what they got." Those were my initial thoughts, and I was all for it. I was gonna buy my ticket and everything. You know, but then the matches started rolling out and I was like, "Uh, uh, I don't know, but that's, that's just how I feel about evolution. Uh, crown jewel is another conversation. Apparently there's some situation going on where some, uh, journalists or something. Somebody got kidnapped or something by people in Saudi Arabia. I don't know the whole story, so I'm not going to speak on it because the prophecy speaks no lies. So I'm not just going to say stuff and act like I know what I'm talking about because I don't. But apparently WWE is getting a lot of backlash because of this situation. A lot of people are you know, against the show being in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if WWE is going to change the location, but I know Crown Jewel is still on. Apparently, they're in some type of contract with Saudi Arabia where they're going to, they're supposed to give them like 10 shows or something like that. I don't know. Like I said, prophecy speaks no lies. But if they're really getting that much backlash, I feel like they should change the location. I mean, how hard could it actually be to change the location and still sell out? Take it back to Australia. You guys will sell out. Canada somewhere, sell out. MetLife Stadium, you guys will sell out. No matter where you guys move Crown Jewel, you will sell out. Your tickets will sell out fast. And then there's people who already brought tickets, so it's like... 
I don't know. But the matches that we have confirmed for Crown Jewel are Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Who is excited for that match? I'm not going to lie. I'm semi-excited for that match. Mainly because I'm ready for the destruction. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of tables being broken, barricades being ran through, and some more stuff. So, I'm I'm excited for the match, even though I feel like the outcome is going to be the same. Roman Reigns is going to walk out of there with the championship. If some way, somehow, they pull a swerve and give it to Brock Lesnar again, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. I'll honestly be shocked. Not going to lie. But I'm calling it Roman Reigns is walking out of there with his championship. Another match that is already confirmed for Crown Jewel is AJ Styles versus the Yes Man, Daniel Bryan. Now, this this can go one of two ways. AJ Styles wins. Does Daniel Bryan get a rematch? Does he get another match? I don't think so. Uh, If you watch SmackDown, The Miz did say, I don't care if you win or I don't care if you win. But I got next. And I want The Miz to have next. I didn't want Daniel Bryan to win. In, um, in Australia. I wanted The Miz to win. Alright? I feel like The Miz versus AJ Styles would have been a great feud. The Miz's mic skills, AJ Styles, okay mic skills, both of them in a the ring, it would have been A1. And The Miz walks away with the WWE Championship. But with this match, I feel like AJ Styles is going to walk away with it. Uh, maybe leading to a triple threat match for the championship. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Something like that. But somewhere along the line, AJ Styles is going to lose that championship to either Daniel Bryan or The Miz. And whichever one wins, they're going to lose it at WrestleMania against the other one. So if the Miz wins, if they set up that triple threat, Daniel Bryan's going to take it for him either at WrestleMania or before WrestleMania. If Daniel Bryan wins the triple threat that I hope happens, the Miz is going to take it from him either at WrestleMania or before WrestleMania. I'm hoping that triple threat happens, though, because I feel like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles interacting with each other, like on the mic and whatnot, is it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame. Now, another match. No, I think that's the only match. Those are the only two matches. Oh, no. How could I forget? Triple H and Shawn Michaels, D-Generation X. Versus the Brothers of Destruction. Now, this is a nostalgia match for me. Um, 
if you saw the Triple H versus Undertaker match, it was very slow paced. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Um, and then you add two more people into the fray, Kane and Shawn Michaels, who will actually be wrestling. Um, I feel like this is just going to be another okay match, but since it's DX and the Brothers of, Brothers of Destruction, it's going to be hyped up quite a bit. But I feel like the match itself is overrated. That's just my opinion. Sorry, 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 sorry. And one more thing that is confirmed for Crown Jewel. It's not really a match, but it's the the World Cup. And the people who are qualified and are in the World Cup, John Cena, who for some reason didn't have a qualifying match because he's the 16-time world champion, blah, 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 blah. There's nothing in this business he hasn't accomplished, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Why they gave why they gave it to him but made Kurt Angle qualify, I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Ray Mysterio. I feel like there's a possibility for some great matchups in this tournament. Jeff Hardy versus Ray Mysterio. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, maybe. The Miz versus Randy Orton or Rey Mysterio. Like, Rey Mysterio facing anybody is going to be pretty cool. Like, I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Jeff Hardy versus Rey Mysterio. Jeff Hardy versus Seth Rollins, once again. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Dolph Ziggler. You know, there are some great matchups here. Kurt Angle versus John Cena. You know, it's it's cool to see or to think about the different matchups that could happen in this tournament. And a crown jewel prediction that I have, it's not really confirmed yet, but I feel like it's going to happen. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. It makes sense. That's that's the only reason I have. But, 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 we gonna go ahead and take another break because I feel like I've been talking for a good bit. We're gonna take another break. And then when we come back, we're gonna get into the 10 count for this week. Let's get it. All right, people, before we hop back into business, I just wanted to thank everybody who is supporting the Suplex Session podcast. Now, there's a lot of people out there right now asking, Prophecy, how can we how can we support the podcast? And I'll tell you right now how you can support the Suplex Session podcast. There are three ways to support the Suplex Session Podcast. Way number one, hop on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. They're both the same thing, just two different names. And lay the smack down on a rate and review. 
You can rate me with one star, two star, three, four, or five stars. Rate me how you want to rate me. I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, give me five stars. No, rate me what you feel I deserve to be rated and leave a review. And to take it one step further, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. It all helps. Way number two to support the Suplex Session Podcast is to hop over to Spotify. If you don't have, you know, Apple, iPhone, hop over to Spotify, search up Suplex Session, hit the follow button. That's it. That's way number two. Now, way number three. If you haven't heard, Anchor has implemented a new way for listeners to support the podcaster. It's called Listener Support, where you can make a monthly donation of $9.99, or $0.99 a month. Now, I know you heard me say a month, which means monthly payments, but... Don't think about it that way, because even though it says a month, you can cancel at any time. So say you wanted to donate to me $4.99 in October, but November, you're like, "Eh, I'm not really feeling your podcast lately. I don't want to donate this month. You can cancel at any time. And I believe they send out email notifications letting you know before, you know, the payment is about to go through. So, you can cancel at any time. All right? But those are the three ways to support the Suplex Sessions podcast. The now the link to how to donate with listener support is www.anchor.fm slash suplex dash session slash support. Now, I know that was a lot. I know that was a lot. So what I'm going to do is the link will be in the description on the podcast. All right. That just makes it easier for everybody. That way you don't have to rewind and be like, oh, did he say dash or slash? Let me go back. Let me rewind that. So you ain't even got to do that. It's going to be in the description of this episode. But I appreciate like I said, I appreciate everybody who is supporting the Suplex Session podcast. Now we're about to get into the 10 count. Stay tuned. All right, people, we are back with the closing segment, the 10 count. Now, like I said, the 10 count is just my opinion on how each wrestler performed on the mic, in the ring, whatever, for the week. So, like I said, this is just my opinion. Don't at me. Nothing. Just let me have my opinion. All right, so we're going to start off at number 10. 
Kurt Angle. I put Kurt Angle at number 10 because last week he got to stick it to Baron Corbin. You know, Baron Corbin had the little battle royale to see who was going to go on to the World Cup and whatnot. He basically set it up for himself to win, but he didn't count the Conquistador, a.k.a. it being Kurt Angle this time. Which was pretty cool. He got this. He got to stick it to Baron Corbin, and then this week, <laughs> Baron Corbin tells Kurt Angle, "You have a match tonight against AOP." And you know, Kurt Angle said he doesn't have his gear. So the Conquistador was in the ring against AOP. Got destroyed. They took off his mask. It was not Kurt Angle. Baron Corbin's like, "Oh, where is he? Where is he?" Out comes Kurt Angle. Angle slam on the stage. That landed Kurt Angle at number 10 for this week. Number 9, Bobby Lashley. Why Bobby Lashley at number 9? I don't even know. Uh, Besides, you know, the addition of Leo Rush and the heel turn two weeks ago. That's, that is literally the only reason Bobby Lashley is at number nine. It was kind of a toss-up between Kurt and Bobby. Kurt and Bobby. But I feel like I feel like Bobby Lashley having a heel turn, and like I said, Leo Rush having more of an impact on the mic with Bobby Lashley, put Bobby Lashley a little over Kurt Angle for this week. So that's why they are where they are. Next up, at number eight, the bar. Um, this this past Tuesday night, the bar won the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship to become five-time tag team champions with an assist from the Big Show. Like I said, I hope we get an explanation on that. On why the Big Show helped the bar and attack Kofi Kingston. Whatever. But that planted the bar at number eight. Number seven on the 10 count. Ray Mysterio. Uh, I wanted Ray to be a little higher, but. I feel like seven was the best I can do. He just returned. He really. He didn't do nothing phenomenal or over the top or anything like that. You know, he just beat Shinsuke Nakamura to qualify for the World Cup. Like I said, it wasn't nothing over the top or anything like that. So that landed him at number seven. Number six, Seth freaking Rollins. Now, I have Seth Rollins at number six because on Monday Night Raw, he did qualify for the World Cup by beating Drew McIntyre via countout. But, you know, Seth Rollins week on week on week is a consistent performer in the ring and on the mic. So I just did not feel right putting Seth Rollins. 
I mean, not putting Seth Rollins on this list. So Seth Rollins landed at number six because anything he's done in the past two weeks has topped anybody below him. Rey Mysterio, The Bar, Bobby Lashley, Kurt Angle. Don't at me. Number five. This this is where it started getting down to the nitty gritty for me. It was hard to, to put people in certain positions because this is basically saying these five superstars were basically the top five for this week. So at number five, I have Ronda Rousey. For that epic promo... For one. And just because I feel as though I had so many doubts about Ronda Rousey being in the WWE. And she has proven me wrong all across the board. That promo proved to me she can talk. Her in-ring ability is getting a little better. I'm just tired of seeing those those arm drags and arm bars. I'm, I'm ready for her to switch up her repertoire a little bit. But besides that... She is A1 right now. She's on fire. She just needs to add a couple more moves to her moveset. And yeah. And yes, I said moveset like she did in the promo. I did that. (laughs) But that landed her at number five for this week. Number four. One of my favorites. The Miz. Mainly because that epic promo last week where he had uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles on Miz TV. And because he qualified against Rusev for the World Cup this week. So those two put together landed him at number four. That promo last week was just A1. He dug in AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan's ass like they were little kids, bruh. That promo was A1. I enjoyed it. And it just reminded me of why I love The Miz. Because he's The Miz. And he's... Awesome. I had to go soft at the end right there. But moving on. Number three, this is getting down to the nitty, 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 gritty. This was hard, but at number three, Drew McIntyre. Because if you're like me and you saw what that man did to Braun Strowman, you know. You know Drew McIntyre is about to unleash some hell. I've been waiting to see something epic from Drew McIntyre since he returned. They've been building him up just right. There's been nothing wrong since his return. He He's steadily consistent all across the board. And with that kick to Braun Strowman, I'm just ready to see what comes next. And it was just so perfectly timed, bruh. Like, he was just outside the frame of the screen. You didn't see him readying up for it. Nothing. Braun Strowman celebrating after, you know, doing a running power slam on Dolph Ziggler. And then next thing you know, he turns around. And all you see is 
Drew McIntyre, Claymore kicked the hell out of him and give him this mean-ass stare like, you talk to Dolph like that. Don't talk to me like that. It was just, it was epic. It was a great moment. It was a holy shit moment. And I was all for it. So that put Drew McIntyre at number three for this week. We're at the top two, people. We're at the top two. And at number two, we have Dean Ambrose. Another person who's been booked consistently, Dean Ambrose. They're teasing the heel turn so bad, and it has us itching. Itching, you know, waiting for our next fix of this Dean Ambrose saga. We don't know when they're going to do it. We don't know if they're going to do it at all. But they're teasing us week in and week out. Week in, week out. Daniel Bryan, I mean, not Daniel Bryan. Excuse me. Dean Ambrose. Going back and forth with the shield. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Just going back and forth. It's like he's cool with him one moment. And then next. It's just like. uh, You motherfuckers. You know. And it's like. When are they going to pop the balloon? When are they going to pull the plug? When are they going to cut the leash on this? Now somebody. (laughs) Somebody on my Twitter said, and if this happens, it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss me off. What if WWE just drops this whole heel thing? It just turns Dean Ambrose regular, like just normal again. Like this shit never happened. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. Because I feel like they've been building this up consistently. For it to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen. It can happen next month. It can happen It can happen at Crown Jewel. It can happen, happen two months from now. It can happen somewhere close to WrestleMania. Royal Rumble season. I don't know. None of us know. But this hill turn that they're teasing for Dean Ambrose, we want it. We need it. I can, I can taste it. I can taste it. And it's going to be so epic. When it happens. So that lands Dean Ambrose at number two. So that leaves the question who is number one for this week? Who, 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 who? I'll tell you who. The woman. Who doesn't like herself. She loves herself. Becky Lynch lands in the number one spot on the 10 count for this week. Becky Lynch has been booked remarkably since her heel turn. And it seems like every week it just gets better and better and better and better. 
it's never stayed on one level. It just keeps getting better and better and better and better and better. And like I like I mentioned earlier, bro, the disrespect she showed Edge was it was it was a high level of disrespect. But I couldn't help but get hyped for Becky Lynch. Like, yeah, tell him, say it again, say something else about his neck injury. Do something. Like, I'm just so hyped for you. Just say something else rude. Like. It's it's crazy how they've been booking her so perfectly. And it's it's oh Becky Lynch, I love you, Becky Lynch, man. Like I've I've been riding with you since day one. Back in NXT. I've been riding with you. And to see what you've grown into is so remarkable. Like, I love every minute of it. And that lands Becky Lynch at number one. Now, we are at the end of this edition of Suplex Session. If you guys have your own top ten for this week... Let me know. I want to hear you guys' opinions. Let me know you guys' opinions on my list. Don't forget to support the podcast by leaving a rate or review on Apple Podcasts. Hitting the follow button on Spotify if you don't have iPhone. And if you're feeling so generous, use that listener support and make suplex session absolutely glorious this is your boy prophecy and I'm out run